here's another episode of the Zest Wellness Podcast. And before we start this podcast episode, two items to mention about the CG Zest Wellness Program, and that is, in addition to this podcast, what individuals can also take advantage of for their healthy habits is, first, our blog, where you can find articles which our Zest Wellness team writes and shares other activities that we're up to. You can check out the blog by visiting cgzestwellnessblog.com. And in addition to that, even another item to take advantage of for your healthy habits are the webinars that our Zest Wellness team conducts and sometimes includes guests with our webinars as well. You can see all the webinar recordings that we have through our YouTube page. So if you go to our CG Zest Wellness YouTube page, you'll notice those videos and certain ones are actually recordings of our webinars. So we hope these two items are of value to you and most of all help with your healthy habits. And with that said, this episode is another one by our Bahamas Wellness team members, Donovan and Naval. And the healthy habit area this episode is all about with our guest is to do with dental hygiene. So here we are with the podcast recording. So we have reached another podcast offered by Zest Wellness. Today I'm very pleased to introduce our presenter for today's podcast, our lead speaker. That's Ms. Donette San. She's a registered dental hygienist here in Nassau, Bahamas, and she's employed with Comfort Smile. Donette, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me, Donovan. It's always excellent speaking with you. You know, you have always assisted us with some health fairs. You're very informative to our clients in terms of how to take care of their dental cavities. And so we thought today being a very important date to speak about um, food intake, sweets and uh, pastries, and even those sugared beverages that persons are going to be consuming during the holiday season. So I'm going to dive right into that first question for you. Okay, Donut? Um, uh, my first question is, how often should a person get a dental checkup? So it is normally recommended that you get your dental checkups twice a year. And that would include a regular routine dental cleaning. However, um, normally once a year, we like to do x-rays, meaning the x-rays, um, we check for cavities, any bone loss, um, anything that might be abnormal underneath the gum line that we just can't see with a normal eye. And, um, once a year is your dental x-ray checkup, but twice a year, you should come and see your dentist or dental hygienist for your routine cleanings. Sometimes people, um, depending on their need, um, medical conditions, or if they have a lot of staining, they may need to, be, to come in a little bit more frequently, like every three months, um, if they have gum disease. So that will um, kind of transition into a shorter cleaning cycle than the average six months, twice a year. Okay. And when you say um, certain dental issues, you know, you, you mentioned one, you said, um, the gum issues, I know it's one, like gum disease. Well, what, what are some diseases a person should be aware of? And for those who may not have regular dental visits, what are key signs that they may have a dental issue? So that's a good question. Key signs, bleeding. Healthy gums don't bleed, Donovan. So if you notice that you have your gums are bleeding when you brush your teeth, or some people say, oh, hey, Donette, my gums are bleeding. When I wake up, I see blood. That's not normal. Your, your skin don't just bleed. So I, so I normally tell people, listen, if, if you see blood, that's not a good sign. So that's a perfect sign that something's going on. It could be gingivitis or it could be more advanced into gum disease. 
Also, if you have swelling, your gums are swollen, you have some puffiness, pus, pus. Um, a big bump is not, not normal. So all those are signs that there's gum disease or something is wrong where you need to come in and get that checked. You know, you just don't leave it there. You know, oh, it'll go away. Let me rinse with some salt and warm, salt and water, and it'll kill that or peroxide and it'll kill that. No, there's infection present. So you need to come and see your dentist. So again, um, bleeding, puffiness, redness, swelling, all those are definitely signs that something is wrong. Something is definitely going on. And, and also in terms of like identifying blood, you know, sometimes persons may see blood today, but then they may not see blood tomorrow. Is that still a concern that I should be aware of or anyone should be aware of? Yes. And the amount of blood is still a concern. Like I said, healthy gums don't bleed. So okay. once there's bleeding present, that um, whether it's the whole mouth, the section, that particular area is not healthy. So that needs to be checked. You may have, you might floss a little hard and, and see a little bit light bleeding and then, hey, it's not, it's gone tomorrow. It just might be the fact that you floss a little rough, you know, sometimes you get in there and you just, you know, trying to hurry up and you just do a little something and you, and you see a little blood. Um, that is fine. But if you're constantly seeing that, then something is wrong, you know? All right. So walk us through then um, proper practices for good oral hy- hygiene. Like what are things a person should do on a daily to practice good hygiene. I, I know brushing and flossing are something you mentioned. Is it is that all they should be doing or are there other things that they should focus on? Um, here's the thing, Donovan. We all know brushing and flossing, right? So that's something that we grew up knowing. You should brush your teeth and floss. But there are so many people who don't floss brush twice a day and flossing is non-existent in the majority of person's lives. That's not a part of their daily routine. So that's common knowledge, but that's not something that we always practice. So yes, I might say brushing and flossing, but it it has to be um, key and reinforced all the time. You know, it's like you're preaching that all the time. Um, Brushing the morning, brushing the night. Those are definitely key because plaque um, works best when you're sleeping. That's the perfect environment. You know, there's no oxygen, you're not, you don't have any saliva being produced, so they're just multiplying and having a big party in your mouth while you're mm-hmm. sleeping. So it's very crucial that people brush at night. A lot of times I find people don't brush at night. You have the kids who don't brush, but a lot of adults as well don't brush. They go to bed, you know, eating snacks, and then they, you fall asleep and, hey, you just didn't brush. And then you have a lot of cavities. You know, brushing, brushing your tongue is important. That leads to bad breath because the same plaque that builds up on the teeth also builds up on the tongue. And, you know, sometimes you might see white tongue or white tongue. Um, all of that is, is plaque. You know, food that you eat is just sitting there. So you want to make sure I brush your tongue. Um, flossing, again, is important. Um, we say it all the time. People don't listen. <laughs> But nobody likes the floss, right? So, but <laughs> flossing cleans the gums. So the toothbrush only cleans the teeth. When you floss, you're cleaning the gum. So that has to be done because the gum, again, if it's not being cleaned, then the plaque is just sitting there. And that causes the bleeding, the infection, the gingivitis. And again, if it, if it advances, goes progresses into gum disease. So... Brushing the flossing, your mouthwash is also key. You want to make sure you have a fluoridated mouthwash. And there are some brands that have fluoride in it. So you want to make sure, you know, wash away anything that's left behind. And basically that's daily. Um, also, you know, your, your nutrition is, is good. It has to be key. You know, eating less sweets, not snacking. So it's, it's not just the brushing, flossing, but it's an overall care of how you take care of your, not just your, not just your mouth, but your, your whole entire body, you know, because yeah. oral health is overall health. You're right. And I, I know as a nutritionist, um, there's a recommendation that fruits and vegetable consumption helps to limit the, the, the odor coming from the mouth, you know, because fruits are known to be natural antiseptic, um, natural antibiotics. And in fact, there's a lot of odor coming from the stomach that gives off bad breath. And by exactly. adding vegetables into the diet more regularly, it helps to, to suppress the smells and the odors that might be a bit distracting coming from the stomach. Right. Uh-huh. And, and you talk, you mentioned bad breath. You had mentioned bad breath. Um, not only does the food that you eat cause it, um, 
just you have to stay hydrated as well. You know, a lot, a lot of people, and you probably know this, don't drink enough water. You know, you come into the new year and you say, oh, yeah, I'm going to exercise and drink more water. But water is staying hydrated is very key and plays an important factor in reducing bad breath as well. It helps to wash down and wash away those bad bacteria that are developing in the, in the mouth, in the dental cavity, exactly. and on the esophagus leading into the stomach, right? Exactly. Proper dental hygiene. Um, I, what I wanted to speak about was, um, I know you and Donovan just uh, was mentioning dental hygiene problems, right? Um, and I want to find out from you, what dental recommendations would you give to your patients uh, to prevent tooth decay, gingivitis, and those other dental hygiene problems that you and Donovan discussed? What, what stuff that you would recommend um, your, your, your patients to do, and even me, because that, that's a personal question for me as well. So... I've always preached to my patients, water. I mentioned it earlier, but water is something that I, that is one of my number one tip for everything. Besides the brushing and flossing, you know, you preach it to them, they might get it, they may floss. You know, I tell them, you know, flossing is important. I go through the whole spiel, but people just don't floss the valve. They don't like it. So I have another tip for that, and I, you know, with the, with the water flosser. But I always recommend water. Um, besides the fact that it keeps you glowing for females, it grows your hair, your beard, all that stuff, you know, self-care is important. I tell them water is, is important because, one, I mentioned the bad breath, um, the, the, the dry mouth, you know, feeling parched. So you need saliva. So the water helps to activate that. As far as tooth decay, that also helps to kind of, wash off the acids and anything that settles before becoming plaque and goes into your chewing surfaces on the teeth. That's where most people get decayed on mm -hmm. those chewing surfaces because things to be eat, you know, it could be sticky, sugary stuff, just sit in those grooves on your teeth. Mm -hmm. And that's where the cavity just forms and the cage just starts to form. So washing off, rinsing with water after you eat something or, uh, and coffee, all of that stuff, I just recommend water is key. Um, it just, like I said, washes off, washes off um, the food debris that's left behind. So it's not just sitting on your teeth, um, producing acids and causing the, 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 teeth, the tooth decay to start. So that's one of my tips. Um, flossing, again, cleaning the gums. Cleaning the gums is very crucial because that's where you will have the bleeding and the gum disease. Brushing your teeth um, helps to eliminate you getting dental cavities. But the gums, if it's not clean, that's where you f start forming the gum disease, the gingivitis, the swelling of the gums. So you need the foundation to be clean first, you know, mm -hmm. and because and, without um, the foundation being clean, you can still have the tooth decay. You're still going to lose the, the tooth anyway at the end because bacteria is in and underneath the gums affecting the bone that holds the, tooth, the teeth in place. So if that's not maintained properly, you're still going to end up losing teeth at the right. end of the day. So flossing is very important. Um, so that's my that's one of my key tips: water, drinking water, rinsing with water after you finish eating your meals, um, chasing with water when we go out. <laughs> you know, drinking our beverages um, on a nice brunch, and those mimosas have all those acids. So I that. <laughs> So you want to chase with some water, always have water on hand and not sparkling water. So to rinse off the acids and debris and flossing. And my tip for flossing actually is for people who don't like to floss, I tell them, listen, just try. Give me two or three days because you're not going to do it every day if you're not used to doing it. So just give me three days, be consistent with it, and then add another day until you make it a habit. Or you can get a water flosser from online and just use the water flosser every day. You know, it's like a, a pressure cleaner that spills water. So at least something is happening to remove the, the plaque that's sitting around the gum line. I actually so want to that, actually, Donnet. With the water flossers, are they, the water picks, do they actually work, though, in comparison to physical flossing? Well, physical flossing is best. Nothing can beat that. But the water flosser is an aid. Okay. So it's it's. Right. Some people have like a hand dexterity, you know, the, the disabled, um, you can't reach those molars in the back. They're good. So the water flosser goes in and, you know, helps to just, like I say, it's like a pressure cleaner. So rather than the food just sitting there and you're doing nothing because 
you do die of the floss or it hurts or, you know, something like some excuse that we have. You know, you just go in there with the water flosser and it removes it so it won't be sitting there. So it's an aid. It doesn't replace flossing, but um, it's a good aid to have and tool to have for people who don't like to floss, um, who find it, you know, a particular or oh, so hard or for persons with braces, you know, it's persons not- with braces. They don't, it's, that's so much work, you know? So I tell them, listen, just get the water flosser. At least we're doing something, nothing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, Danette, I wanted to ask you, I want to ask you this question as well, too. Um, because I, I heard you mention mouthwash. I heard you mention um, tooth brushing and obviously the importance of flossing, right? So would you consider those to be the trifecta um, or the three tools needed in order to uh, the proper, to, to practice proper dental hygiene on a daily basis? Yes. I can add one more thing, though. Um, A tongue cleaner. A tongue cleaner is also a great added tool, but it's not a must. You can always use your toothbrush to brush your tongue. But the tongue cleaner, let me tell you something. Once you have the tongue cleaner and you scrape your tongue and you see all that stuff coming off, you are going to never use a toothbrush again to brush your tongue. And it helps with gagging because it's flat. So it's not, it doesn't have that much curve that the toothbrush might have. So you can get really far back um, Mm -hmm. and get that tongue cleaning in there. So that's another one, a tongue cleaner. Okay, so that's the full full (laughs) factor there. So we got the mouthwash, definitely floss, um, toothbrush, and then um, a tongue cleaner. I want to ask you this question as well, too, because I know we spoke about um, um, certain cases where your gum may bleed, right? What? Right. Uh, strength, I, I would assume what they call it the bristle of the toothbrush. What strength would you recommend uh, to individuals? Would it be uh, something soft to brush your teeth with, medium, or or to go with the much more harder one? No, I'm glad you mentioned on the valve because I always row in with people about, oh, I don't like the soft toothbrush. Oh, I don't feel like I'm doing nothing. But you have to use a soft toothbrush because mm. it's going to have medium and hard toothbrush bristles are going to ruin your gums and you're going to lose the gum around your teeth. And it's called recession. That oh. means the sensitivity, it looks bad because the tooth, um, it starts to look longer. And you're going to have, you just can't eat regular because the hot stuff is going to bother you. Cold stuff is going to bother you. Um, your teeth are always going to be on edge because that protection of the gum is not around the tooth because mm-hmm. you're brushing it away. It's too hard. So always, always a soft brush or toothbrush. They sell people, and then they ask, well, well, why do they sell the medium and the hard? They sell the medium and the hard because we need choices. We always have to have choices as humans. So if we see something, we're going to think, oh, this must, must be better. But, you know, we always use soft, never medium, never hard, because it's going to tell them it's going to wear on your teeth, and it's mm-hmm. going to cost you a lot of money in the end. Yeah, that, that means the, the key point here is, don't be manipulated by the marketing companies and selling us so many different options. Just go with the soft option. And exactly. that, that actually segues into another question. You spoke about prioritizing specific types of bristles for the toothbrush. But what about toothpaste and mouthwash? What are some ingredients that we should always look for to have in toothpaste and, and, and mouthwash? And then again, what are ingredients we should always try to avoid when it comes to our toothpaste and our mouthwash? So toothpaste, um, I normally tell people, use what, what, what you like as far as taste. Um, if you're looking for something that's, that's going to whiten your teeth, use a whitening toothpaste. Um, what you want to make sure it has is fluoride. So fluoride is a natural mineral, and that helps to strengthen the enamel and also helps to prevent cavities. Because once your enamel is strong, it's make, it makes it more resistant to, to cavities and protects it. So you want to always have fluoride in it. And, and also that has the ADA seal of approval. Um, people are making natural toothpaste now. Uh, that's fine and dandy, but you want to make sure that it has um, the authentication and of the ADA. So the seal of approval. But that's one thing. Fluoride. Fluoride is definitely key. And as far as mouthwash, um, the Listerine brand, I don't want to be shouting out people, <laughs> But the Listerine brand has different colors. We all used to, they, they went from gold, remember the old gold one, to now there's a purple and zero. 
So yeah. I normally, um, the purple one has fluoride in it. That's one of the newest, um, the newer color, I, I should say. Okay. That has fluoride. So you always want to make sure that it has fluoride. And that one, the, the zero, actually doesn't have alcohol. So you don't get that burn in. You know, that Listerine is known for their burn. You know, if it don't burn, that means it ain't working right. <laughs> That's right. So, you have to sting. <laughs> right. You have to sting. So you, but you actually want to um, get something that's alcohol-free and has fluoride because you need all the protection that you can get. And the same thing with the toothpaste. You want to get all the protection that, that you can get. But you want to watch out for toothpaste, too, with sweeteners. Some of them are so high, have so high sugar content in it, which is not good. Especially, you can find out particularly in the kids' toothpaste. So that's one thing you want to be cautious of. Yeah. Now, uh, toothpaste has all kind of ingredients that you can't pronounce. So it's not like the food, like, you know, if they say in the ingredients, if you can't pronounce the, the, the name, then it ain't good, right? right. <laughs> but toothpaste is a little different because none of those things you could pronounce with all those, you know, the ingredients. But again, key things is make sure it has fluoride um, in it. That's definitely a, an ingredient that you want to have. And, and, and Donna, forgive me, this is a personal question, actually. I find sometimes when, uh, and I don't want to call brands out either, but I use um, Sensodyne quite often because I always think, you know, it's better to have um, protection against sensitive teeth, even if you don't have sensitive teeth. But I find that after a period of time using the Sensodyne, when I would switch back to, say, a Colgate that doesn't provide sensitivity or support sensitivity, my teeth feel even more sensitive when I'm switched from the Sensodyne. Is that a psychological issue or is that naturally what happens? Well, it might be. It might be both, you know, <laughs> <laughs> um, because normally Sensodyne is for if you have sensitive teeth. So it's not something that you would just use as a regular. So it might be um, that you're just used to using that and you, you, your teeth are used to that. So when you go to something that's, that's not sensitive or doesn't have that much um, protection with the sensitivity, you you feel, you start to feel a little sensitive because your teeth isn't used to that. But so it might be a, a little bit of both actually. But only if you have sensitivity, you should be using sensitive um, Donovan, okay? Okay, noted, noted. Noted. <laughs> But I, I do think I do think there's a bit of sensitivity um, just because of my family history with certain um, dental issues. So I've I've used it as a precaution. But I um, I, I I hear you. I, I receive your point, and I will definitely um, speak with you offline on that. Thank you very much. <laughs> just piggybacking off this tooth sensitivity, though, what what are some of the reasons, or I guess the most common commonly known reasons uh, for tooth tooth sensitivity? And how can we prevent that? Definitely for Donovan. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Donovan, he just, he just calling you out. So, <laughs> no worries. I accept the information. So, so tooth sensitivity. Um, the number one reason goes back to the bristle of the brush. People are oftentimes using the wrong bristle. Many people use medium and hard, and they don't, they're not aware that you should be using a soft bristle until they come to the dentist. And the thing is, I, some, some patients I always tell, listen, soft. I repeat it at the end of every single appointment. And, you know, some people still go ahead when they, and I give them a toothbrush, which is soft. But when it's time to change their toothbrush, they go right to the store and just pick up a medium or hard. So it's like, we have to, I don't know another way to get that into this cup. <laughs> Pretty much, but people just believe that it's you should be using a medium or hard toothbrush because it does a better job. But that's what leads to sensitivity. And again, it all just stems from losing the gum around the teeth. You know, the recession, it just recedes and you no longer have that protection over your teeth like it would that the gums would provide, which is naturally should be there. So that's the number one reason. Um, you can also have sensitivity from a cavity. From the K, you know, some cavities are really bad where people leave them and they, they you can actually see the, the hole. So if you eat something cold, eat something hot, you feel a little, ooh, wee owie, because now the tooth is open, it's broken. So anything that, that goes in the mouth, any air, you may feel sensitivity. So those are the top two reasons why you might feel sensitivity, um, because you're losing the, the, the gum around the teeth. Um, there's a decay present. Um, also gum disease. 
Some people um, lose a bone loss. So again, the protection isn't there. So you may feel some sensitivity with the bone loss. And that's definitely a part of gum disease. And, and for those who may have extreme sensitivity or mild sensitivity, uh, what about whitening toothpaste? Does that impact sensitive teeth? It will. So normally, um, if you're sensitive prior to um, whitening, or you would have some sensitivity and the whitening toothpaste would give you a little bit of sensitivity. So if you're having that, I would definitely not recommend whitening or whitening toothpaste to be to use on a daily basis. Definitely not. So that means that um, that brand that has uh, protects against sensitivity, but then also whitening, that's, that's not even help, helping me, right? Or anyone. Not really. No, it's not helping you. So <laughs> whitening, no- whitening, um, sensi- whitening will cause a little bit of sensitivity if you're already sensitive. However, it does go away. But if you're someone who are, who's naturally sensitive and been having a sensitivity issue from the start, um, a whitening toothpaste or is not is not recommended. Okay. At all. Okay. So, so um, um. Donette, I just want to ask, and I'm an avid coffee drinker. I think Donovan as well, too. Um, I'm about to go on my second cup of coffee. So what what can I do to improve the whiteness of my teeth, especially for, for those coffee drinkers out there or individuals who are just searching to, to find some way um, to, to spruce up the appearance of their teeth? You know, they want it much more pearly white, they call it. So coffee, we know, causes staining. Right. Tea as well. Wine. We all love those things, you know. Um and a tip that I normally give patients is back to, again, my water. My water is like, water is key. <laughs> you know, that's a key element. So after you drink your coffee or your tea, um, when to just swish around with water if you could. Because coffee and tea has something I call tannins. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that. So that's an ingredient in it. That causes the tea, the staining on the tea. So when, once you drink that coffee and tea and it just sits there, so all day it's sitting there, you're not brushing. Um, so it gives it a chance to build up. You keep drinking the coffee throughout the day. It's just building up, building up. And then you see that brown staining, the teeth getting um, a little bit darker in color. So normally I recommend wash that off. So have your coffee, have your tea, but try to rinse with some water because once you rinse that off, it's not sitting there. Make sense? No, that, that actually does make sense. That actually yeah. makes sense. And, and Donet, is oh. that the same for alcohol drinkers then? Because, you know, a lot of us, uh, when we do, we mix drinks with chasers like um, Coca-Cola or even sweetened juices, 100% concentrated juices, or even just the, the alcohol in itself. Those things would cause staining. Is that the same recommendation for those type of consumers? Yes, the same thing. Chase with water. <laughs> you know, you have your you have your beverage, your cocktail, have your water on the side. Because again, the acids are you don't want it to just be sitting on your teeth. And then um try to drink back to coffee though. Try to drink um your coffee at one time. Don't sip it. You know, sometimes you put the coffee there, you drink it, then you come back sipping, sipping all day. That will Guilty. cause you to have staining. You know, drink everything at one time. Because again, you you're not giving, and that helps with cavities too. You're not giving the mouth chance to rest. You know, you're drinking, you you you're drinking your coffee. You have the tannins working again. Um, then you come back and you just keep adding, 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 and it's not giving, like I said, the mouth time to rest, the saliva enough time to wash off the teeth. You know, yeah. so trying to drink it and not keep sipping on it throughout the day. I, I so that's a thing. That's a, that's actually again, very good. Sorry, not to cut you off, Donovan, but um, back to the whitening. You could also use um, whitening toothpaste if you're interested. You know, you have the over-the-counter toothpaste, you have the over-the-counter whitening, and then you also have, if you want to, you know, a quick white, um, you have the in-office whitening. So you can do that, but again, you can have, you know, with everyday food and drinking coffee, it would you would get the staining over time. So normally with whitening products, they would give you a take-home kit. Or you can buy, purchase a take-home kit just to maintain it every couple of weeks to just spruce it up, you know, spruce up the whiteness from your coffee. So that's another tip that you can do as well. Yeah, that's that's useful, actually. In, in fact, that I never knew that 
drinking the coffee all at one time would help to re- eliminate or reduce the amount of stainings. But what about those who may have severe stainings already? I know you mentioned like things that they can purchase, um, in-office visits that can assist with whitening. But what about home remedies? Are there any home remedies a person's can embark upon now, especially those who may have some financial restraints? Is there anything that's safe for them to do at home that, that may be some household products? Well, as if you have staining already, the staining is not going to go away until you come for a cleaning, a professional dental cleaning, because we can get that stuff off. We can get that brown staining off. And don't try to do it at home as far as to get the brown staining off, because like I said, it's not going to come off until you come for a cleaning. You know, that's when people normally tend to go and buy that hard bristle brush thinking that they can brush it, brush it, you know, brush, brush and brush it off and it's not moving. So you want to come and get that professional cleaning so we can do the work and do the job and remove that. But Mm -hmm. if you don't have that seen in and you want to maintain that, um, use a a toothpaste now have baking soda in it. So get a brand of toothpaste that has the baking soda in it that you're comfortable with and use that. Um, and if you don't, I know old school, I used to put a little bit of baking soda on top of my toothpaste, um, but you don't want to actually use the raw thing. You always want, you want to mix it with, with a little bit of toothpaste so you won't have that rawness on the teeth itself. Okay. But that's not something that you would do every day. You know, do that maybe two, twice a week. Um, that's about it. It's not for daily use to, to, to put that baking soda on your teeth like that because it's too strong. It's too abrasive. And, and that's suited. Go ahead and use, you know, your toothbrush. Just, just purchase. Go ahead and purchase a toothpaste that have baking soda in it. Yeah. And and that, that baking soda recommendation is more suited for after you've already had your cleaning or have regular cleanings and small um, a, a bit of stains have appeared. Then you want to kind of say, okay, to protect yourself against the excessive staining, I'd add, add, add um, just a little bit of toothpaste with um, baking soda to kind of protect yourself, right? Exactly. Exactly. Dental cleaning is a must. That that is 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 highly recommended um, twice a year and to remove the staining. Yes. Okay, that's some good information, Donna. I, I trust me. I'm hoping that everybody have a chance to listen to this podcast. You're really dropping some good nuggets here. Um, for our parents, right? At uh, what age would you recommend um, that their child have their first dental visit? Normally, you recommend them at as soon as they have teeth, actually, just to get them used to the dentist. So it's not like you're doing a full old cleaning because there's nothing to clean, right? It's literally probably two teeth. So, but you just want to get them used to um, the atmosphere of coming to the dentist, um, the opening and closing, seeing some of the mirrors, and you know, just dental stuff, just to get them in the habit. Yeah, of of this is the trend. This is what we're going to be doing. In next six months, we're going to come and do the same thing. But as soon as they have teeth, you want to get them used to it. You know, I've been seeing a lot of one-year-olds lately. And let me tell you, they're the cutest. Besides the fact that they're the cutest, they behave. So they, some of them behave. My one-year-olds and two-year-olds behave better than adults. Oh, my. Don't say that. I'm telling you, but you want back to you want to actually get them used to that, and they enjoy their cleanings. If you now, if you know that your child isn't going to sit still, or they don't like to brush their teeth at home, and you have a hard time, at age one or two might not be appropriate for them because they might not they might not sit in the chair, you know. So you have to know the child as well. So, but back to the, your question, you want to just bring them um, as soon as they have teeth just to get used to it. So like I said, one year old, one, two um, is a good time to get them in. Is, is, it, is it safe um, though introducing um, your, your kid at, at, that, at that young age? Um, so, you know, some, some of these toothpastes have those, those fluoride and it's very, very strong, like not to name drop either, but Colgate, right? Um, some of the toothpastes that they have uh, are very, very strong, even for adults. So what would what, what you recommend a different type of toothpaste for a child to use at that age, or they could use the same thing an adult is using? No, definitely not the same thing as adults. There are kid toothpaste, so we want to stick to those kitty toothpaste because they're kitty for a reason. <laughs> so please, no. We, parents, we cannot be having you brush your child teeth with a whitening toothpaste. 
Mm. We can't do that. <laughs> so, you know, just go in the, the, the aisle and get a kid-friendly toothpaste that has fluoride. The fluoride is fine um, because, again, our water isn't fluoridated here in the Bahamas. So we need that fluoride. Um, mm. In the state, they have some most um, cities have fluoridated water. And so you they are had a higher risk, some of them, for having um, fluorosis, meaning too much fluoride. We don't mm. have that here. So we need the fluoride. We're just um, getting it in the toothpaste and the mouthwash. And when we come to the dentist, that's the only time we're getting it. Versus, um, again, some states, they have it in their water. So they drink, some people drink the tap water over there. So they're drinking it in their water um, multiple times a day. They have it in the toothpaste. They have it in um, the mouthwash. So some kids can get fluorosis, but we don't have that problem here. So um, a kid-friendly brand... Um, toothpaste with fluoride is what I normally recommend for for kids. And Donna, so not to kind of to, to stir us into a different direction, but in terms of consumption, you know, on a regular basis, annually, regardless of what day it is, persons like to eat sweets. They like to have their sugar beverages, like lactase, um, cappuccinos, teas, coffees. And then there's the occasional donut eaters, and those who like to eat the bohemian guava death, the, uh, the uh, fruitcakes, all those things are uh, consumed primarily during the, the holiday season. And we know consumption of those things are going to go up tenfold when it comes time for Thanksgiving, Christmas, and even the New Year. What are the recommendations you have for persons who are going to indulge in sweets or sweet beverages? Uh, what, what things can they do to protect them, themselves against bad breath and also plaque development? Well, Donovan, the holiday's coming up, so I can tell you eat everything. <laughs> <Just go. laughs> she go said it. <laughs> eat everything. <laughs> I'm not going to sit here and tell you don't eat these things. However... I will give you some tips um, after you don't eat it up. Try to eat again. Um, I briefly mentioned eating well with the coffee, drinking your coffee at one time, right? No sipping. Same thing applies to snacking on on the sweet, the fruitcake, the guava duff, um, the coconut cakes, all those nice things that we like to eat during the Christmas time, the holiday season. Eat those at one time. Don't keep snacking on it because, again, acids, we, we're working with acid and we know how, how um, the effects of acid, you know, we know that. So imagine the effects of acid on your teeth. That's not a good thing. That's decay all over. So um, eating, the, eating everything at one time or eating them with your meals um, can help reduce the tooth decay because, again, you don't have these multiple acid attacks every five minutes when you're snacking. You know what I mean? So it's more um, eat at one time. And then again, my, my favorite word, y'all probably tired of me saying this, water. <laughs> no, we water. I, that's you know? my favorite. So I, Listen, I that's the, that's the, water is the cheapest thing that you could do to protect yourself against um, cavities, bad breath. What else? Um, Acne, we can name so much things that water is so effective for, and it, it costs like a dollar yeah. plus fat. <laughs> <laughs> Depending on the country you're in, right? <laughs> right. You know, so water, after you eat, always, because you're not going to brush your teeth every two seconds, right? And actually, um, I want to make note of this. You shouldn't brush your teeth right after you eat. You should always wait. Um, at least about 30 minutes before you even brush your teeth if you right directly after eating. So well, nobody, because you're brushing, you're now, remember with acids, you're now brushing in your acid into the teeth. Oh, okay. Right. You're brushing in those sugars and that's going to break down carbs. Let's not forget the carbs, Donovan. We, we love carbs. Yeah. You, we know the end result of carbs is sugar, right? Right. So a lot of times people say, well, I don't even eat sweets. But you eat carbs. We yeah. like our conk and French fries and all these things. You know, we like these carbs and bread. And you mentioned guava duff. Guava yeah. duff of a duff. You know, the, it has the guava, which you're right. And if you use canned guava, good job of it. Hey, don't forget the healthy eaters too. They like their pineapples. They like their bananas. Exactly. So those things have carbohydrates as well, right? Exactly. So um, 
again, try to eat it together with your meals and then not frequently snacking, picking, picking, picking. Let me go pick a piece of cheesecake from out the fridge um, right now at 11 o'clock. And then you come again, 12, 15 and eat another piece because you're bored and you're hungry and being a pandemic, right? So all we're doing is eating, especially yeah, well, during these lockdowns. We, so we definitely have other podcasts that speaks to um, indulging in that regard as well. So we'll get yeah. into that other podcast. <laughs> But, but those are some tips to help with, um, with the holiday coming up. Um, less snacking. Always drink fault rinse with water because we're not going to be, you know, have a toothbrush run around to the bathroom, you know, to brush our teeth. So rinse with water after you're eating your meals, after you finish um, having that Benny K card um, candy canes. That's going to be a big thing coming up now. Candy canes, which is 100% sugar. Right. Hard stuff. So we want to be careful with that. Um, nuts. And chipping our teeth, you know, that's one thing. And then we're going to have our beverages. We like men love, love bear. Some women love bear as well. Um, one thing I want to mention, bears are not supposed to be open with your teeth. You know, there are butt yeah. openers. For so, you know, you can break your teeth and cause a big old fracture opening bear bottles. So we want to stay away from that this Christmas time. So those are some two simple, simple tips along with the brushing and flossing. Um, that we all know should be aware of that could get through this holiday season. And Donna, just for clarification, uh, should, uh-huh. with the water, should be should be rinse and swallow or rinse and spit? Whichever you prefer is in your mouth. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, <laughs> so um, if you're rinsing with, with um, if you're in the bathroom, you're rinsing with, with tap water, you want to spit it out. But if I just, for me, for instance, I just drink water. I just make sure I drink the water afterwards so I'm swallowing, you know. Okay. So, But if you want to just go and put the tap water, rinse and spit, either one. But you just want to make sure that you have that swish where you can wash away that water, um, wash away the debris, sorry, off of the teeth so it's not just sitting there. And we all know acid, well, sorry, water has a pH of 7, so it, it neutralizes everything. Right, right. No, you're, you're dropping nuggets again, dropping nuggets again. Um, <laughs> so I, I want to ask this, right? I want I want I want everybody who's listening to this podcast right now to have a visual, right? So we get this visual from the from the dental professional herself. I want you to give me a step by step instruction on how we should um, uh, take care of our teeth. So I'm I'm in the I'm in the bathroom right now, and I'm uh, I'm about to clean my mouth in its entirety, right? So give me step-by-step instructions on what I should be doing in this in this restroom right now. So in this restroom, first of all, if I walk in this bathroom with you, Naval, and I can just, I'm going to say yuck, because I'm behemoth, and I don't know no other word to use right now. <laughs> <laughs> and if I can't yuck your toothbrush out of your hand, that means you're brushing too hard, because your, oh. your grip is too tight. So I should be able to walk in this bathroom right now and be able to yuck your toothbrush out your hand so you're tight if you're brushing hard but if you're brushing hard you probably have a tight grip on your toothbrush handle so and along with using the wrong toothbrush hard bristles medium bristles brushing hard can damage your teeth (laughs) so we and it leads to the same recession gum lost so that's number one um you want to Personally, I like to put um, wash my toothbrush bristle first under some water, and mm-hmm. then add my toothpaste, add and then add water again. You don't have to do that, but it's good. Thing, it's a good thing to do. I just like to do that. So now you have your toothpaste on your toothbrush, right? Mm-hmm. And you're gonna brush. So right. what you need to do is um, you can brush in circular motion. But I like to, one tip I like to, to give people is to angle your toothbrush, let's say 45 degrees up towards the gum line. Oh, um, okay. Again, not scrubbing. Scrubbing is bad. We're gent- gently brushing. Um, angle it's because a lot of times people miss around that gum line and that's where the plaque settles. And mm-hmm. plaque, there's nothing to tell the plaque, hey, don't go behind, don't go below the gums. We just want to stay on the tube. Nothing, there's no, nothing that says that. <laughs> so again, angle it again, 45 degrees around, along the gum line and go gently around there. So you get 
both from your circles, you get to brush and remove the plaque from off the teeth and you get any plaque that might be right around the lining of the gums. So you cover those two bases. Right. And you just go around. You should be brushing for about two minutes um, thoroughly inside and outside. You don't want to miss brush just the outside of the teeth. You want to brush the inside as well. So you're going around doing that. You're done. Um, you're brushing. And you want to rinse. Brush your tongue. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a whole great thing about whether you should floss before or after you brush your teeth. Right? I personally, I floss before I brush. Some people like to floss afterwards. I tell people, hey, I don't care when you floss as long as you do it. So okay. I'm not going to be picky. I just want my patients to be flossing. You understand? I just need you to be mm-hmm. flossing. Whichever one works better for you, let's work with that. Because again, I want you to be compliant and I want it to make it as easy as possible for you to, to floss. You know, I don't want it to be a struggle. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. So. If you want to floss after you finish brushing, that's fine. Because what you're going to do is, is rinse anyway with your mouthwash. And don't forget your tongue. So you're going to rinse and you brush your tongue. Rinse again. So you want to make sure that you, um, you floss at whatever point in time you do this. And rinse with your, your fluoridated mouthwash. Okay. So that's what you want to do. Yes. And I just want to ask you one question. When brushing your, your cleaning your mouth, should you brush the roof of your gum where your, your tongue sits when, when your mouth closes? No, that's not necessary. Okay, cool. Yes. You want to make sure brush the, the chewing surface of your teeth, though, where, yeah. where food can't settle, because that's where most people get decay on, in those grooves. Because if you notice on your teeth, the chewing surfaces have a lot of grooves. Mm-hmm. That's where the majority of cavities are found in those grooves. Again, because we eat so many things, so many sticky things, and they just sit down there and settle in those grooves. Mm-hmm. And the but- water helps to rinse that after you eat, because some things might turn. By the time you get home at nighttime, um, the, the the debris might have already hardened. So again, my favorite tip is water. Once you rinse, you could flush it away. Well, at least the most of it, you know. So it just is not sitting and gets stuck into those roofs. Thank you for so this. Like, yeah. Water is crucial. <laughs> the water. <laughs> Listen, water could give you some glowing skin. Like it's all about self-care, right? So add the water. I agree. Yeah. And so Donna, we have one more question before we conclude. And this is actually a two-part question. Okay. Um, one part is, can you give us, us uh, as individuals, those who have stigmas and those who don't have stigma, um, some some idea of how to remove the stigma when it comes to dentist chairs and dental care and going to visit a, dent, a dental, dental hygienist or a dentist. And then the second part, can you give us some information of how individuals who are listening, how can they reach you and get in contact with you? Okay, so to remove the stigma, one thing I like to say is if you scared to go into the dentist, you probably have the wrong dentist. Right. You don't think so? Because yeah. <laughs> if, you, if you're scared to go into the dentist, you probably don't have the right dentist. You know what I mean? Yeah. You should be right. At, here at Comfort Smiles, my thing is we want to make you part of your family. So I like to try to make sure that my patients are comfortable. So whatever you need to, to give you that comfort zone, if, if, if you need a special type of music, um, that's going to be played. You know, some people like gospel, some people like Cardi B. Whatever <laughs> gets you comfortable and takes your mind off of whatever nerves you may have, um, I'm here for it, you know. Um, this, just to make it a little bit more personal. I also do hand massages. People love that. They feel like they're in a spa. So my whole thing with um, dentists is making it comfortable. You know, it's not something that you should fear. It should be something relaxing. When you go to the spa, you're, you're pretty much relaxed. You know, you have, we have this chair that leans back. Um, so you want to give them a spa feeling, at least that's what, that's, you know, what I would, I try to aim for and make it as comfortable as possible. Um, just from the atmosphere, you know, um, but dental health is important because, it's overall health. You know, the, the mouth is connected to the body. So what you put in your mouth affects your body. How you take care of your mouth affects the body. So any fear that you may have, um, just try to, you know, ease yourself into it. 
but you need to find a comfortable dental, a dental family, I call it, mm-hmm. you know, because we are your family. You know, you're going to be seeing us. Um, you're going to be seeing us twice a day, sometimes, sorry, twice a year, sometimes more frequently, depending on your circumstance. So it, you need to have somebody at an office that's, you know, your family, you know, your, your friends that you're very comfortable with. So, you know, come in for your checkups. If at least some, and, and again, this is, you mentioned, you know, a pandemic is a rough time. So this is a little bit off topic, Jonathan. So bear with me. Um, finances can become an issue at this time. But right. normally I tell, or any other time, but I try to tell people, you know, at least come around your birthday once a year. You can't make it twice a year. At least come once a year and make it a treat. You know, you're treating yourself do it around your birthday, something that's, you know, that's significant, that's special where you could say, okay, let me come and pamper myself and take care of myself, you know? So you might like, again, you might not be able to come every, you know, every six months, but at least come once a year, you know, self-care is important again. And you just want to get that checkup because you can have so many different issues going on that we pick up. Um, All cancer is, is real. People don't talk about that, but we have seen cases with oral cancer where, where it's detected in the mouth, you know, that we, we're in your mouth all the time, you know. So some people aren't aware that they may have oral cancer. They may, we may see a lesion when we do our exams, you know. So certain things, it's very important that you come and get your dental checkups twice, twice a year or at least once a year. <laughs> and as far as where you can find me, I'm in Compass Falls Dental Office on 87 Collins Avenue. And... We work, um, my hours are pretty much Monday to Saturday, some Saturdays, every other Saturday, we normally work. And that you can find us there. Yeah, and for those in different jurisdictions, uh, just want to note that Donna at Sands is in Nassau, Bahamas. And Donna, any numbers or um, email addresses you want to share, just so in case persons may have additional questions, they can reach out to you? Sure. Our office number is 323-4270. And we also have a, um, a mobile line where our dental mobile team can be able to assist with any appointments. And that's 812-1080. It's 812-1080. And we also have a website that's comfortsmilesbahamas.com. And we do online um, bookings. So if you can't reach us at any of those numbers for some, for whatever reason, you can just go online and make your appointments. Donette, thank you so much. You have been a gem. I've learned so much in the space of this 45 minutes. I uh, thank you again for your time and to our listeners. We thank you for listening and we hope that you join us for our next podcast. We don't know the topic yet, but stay tuned. We'll give you that information. Thank you, Donette. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me.